Hey, my friend, how are you? I hope things are going well. It is actually Monday night here in Nebraska. I'm sitting in front of the microphone before I go to bed tonight um, in a little while. Lisa's in San Antonio, went for Josh's birthday to spend some time with the kids and uh, dogs are in bed already and Tata's in bed. And I'm just uh, thinking about you. I read something, I read a scripture uh, the other day, Haggai is an Old Testament prophet, short, short little book in the Old Testament. And Haggai chapter 1, starting in verse 5 and verse 6, there's a passage that made me think about you. And the reason it made me think about you is that sometimes, and please forgive me too, this this passage that I'm taking here is, is wildly out of context. The context of the verse is actually the people are working hard and their lives aren't producing the results that they want, and God sends the prophet to tell them that the reason it's not working is because you've you've taken care of yourselves, but you haven't taken care of my house and rebuilt the the temple, and you haven't haven't honored me with your lives and, and all that stuff. And and so, the, I'm taking the the verse out of context because it's not true that that you, you're spinning your wheels in your life because you hadn't built the temple for God. That's not what's happening in your life or my life. But in the context of what the people were going through, that's what was happening. But this verse made me think about you and think about me because I get emails all the time and I feel myself sometimes and I get prayer requests all the time about people who feel like they're spinning their wheels. They're, they're working as hard as they can and things just aren't working out. So here's Haggai 1, 5, and 6. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. I mean, this is describing somebody who's working hard. They're doing, they think they're doing everything right. They're, they're trying hard. They're laboring. They're, they're just giving it their all. And it's just not producing the results that they want. You're, you, you, you planted much, but you've harvested little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You're thirsty still. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You're in wages, and you put them in your purse, and there's holes in it, and, and the coins just run out. And sometimes it feels like that, right? We're working as hard as we can, and the money's just not there. We, we are trying to keep ourselves healthy, but we get cancer anyway, and we, and we do everything right, and, and they still cheat and leave us. And, and, and th- these things happen in life, and sometimes you just feel like you're spinning your wheels. And friend, I did an episode way back in season one, episode 67 of season one, if you're the kind of person that keeps track of that sort of thing. Way back in the day, in 2020, I did this episode called Spinning Your Wheels. And it's not about this verse, but but when I read this verse, I thought about you as wild, you're going to hear this on Wednesdays. We'll call it Wild Card Wednesday. And once in a while, I'm just going to bring you something random that I thought of or a scripture or something I read that makes me think about you. Because I think right now, you or somebody you love or somebody you know is is in this place where you feel like you're spinning your wheels you you're working hard and it's not working out you're you're trying and it's not producing and you're you can't even seem to save anything every time you put something in your wallet that dollar's gone somewhere else so this effort this labor that you're putting out is is just not producing the results that you want and you're so so tired and so thirsty and so hungry and it just doesn't seem to be working out well there's hope friend there is hope. And this episode that I did a while back is called Spinning Your Wheels. When you're spinning your wheels, there's a way to, to get out of that, to get some traction and start finally moving forward in your life. And the good news is, Lisa's going to tell us how to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. 
And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you'd like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. I'm going to read you the letter that I sent to my people this weekend, and I want to make one more little plug. In fact, I think we should sponsor this episode with my newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter, wleewarnmd.com slash newsletter. I'm not really sure why I call it a newsletter because it's not really news as much as it is just some inspirational thoughts, self-brain surgery, good neuroscience, scripture, all of that sort of thing. And you connect to a community of people that are actually connecting to each other and helping each other all around the world. So one more time, wleewarnmd.com slash newsletter. If you are not connected, please subscribe. Send me an email through the link, lee at drleewarn.com or through the newsletter. There's a there's a contact form on my website. There's all kinds of ways to get a hold of me or the social medias at drleewarn on Instagram and Twitter. And let me know that you got to me through the podcast. That would be very helpful. I'd like to know where people come from. It helps us to know the kind of content that you need. So I'm going to read you this letter. And we'll get started from there. Hey, my friend, I pray your weekend is going well. It's beautiful here on the river in Nebraska. Last night we were sitting outside and a bald eagle buzzed us just overhead. It was amazing. Lisa and I had a great experience Friday morning. Our daughter Katie and her husband Nate and our two grandkids Scarlett and Georgie drove all night Thursday from Texas to surprise Lisa. It was so sweet to see Lisa's face as it dawned on her that they were really here. We've had a wonderful weekend visiting and catching up with some of our very favorite people on the planet. Yesterday, we were walking down the dirt road, letting the kids see the round hay bales and enjoying the lovely weather. Georgie was playing with a remote-controlled car, and he drove it into the grass alongside the road over and over. And every time he did, the wheels started spinning. It became apparent that the car was not able to drive in that tall grass. And I finally convinced Georgie that the car really wouldn't work unless he put it back on the road. But he kept trying. So finally his dad, Nate, showed him, took it from the grass to the road and back and forth and showed him and convinced him that if he wanted to enjoy the ride, he needed to keep the car on the road. And he took several trips into the grass before Georgie finally decided that Nate was right, his dad was right, his father was right. And he would have more fun if he stayed on the road and then we were off to the races. But seeing that car get stuck in the grass when it worked great up on the road made me think of a question that I need to ask you. How are things working for you, my friend? It's one of those questions that we ask each other, but we usually expect to hear, oh, I'm fine. It's sort of a human code by which we ask something we don't really want to know. 
But I'm asking you because I suspect that if we were sitting face to face and you could look me into the eyes and be real with me, we could get past that superficial stuff that we put between ourselves in normal life and we could really talk to each other. I've seen it a lot lately. Folks struggling to carry things that they ought to put down. People putting on a brave face when they're really scared to death. Men acting like everything's okay when their marriage is seriously in trouble. Our little cars are in the grass, spinning their wheels like crazy, but we're going nowhere. We say, I'm fine, but we're not. Now, I'll acknowledge that sometimes we actually are okay, and maybe you are too right now. And if so, this, this letter, this podcast, might not seem so important to you right now. But just save it, print it off, save it for another day, and read it the next time life feels like a hammer and you feel like a nail. So let's just cut to the chase, okay? I need to confess to you that when things aren't going well for me, I often find myself using a very limited set, the same old set over and over, of reactions and tools, even when those things obviously aren't working to help me solve the problem that I'm having in my life. In other words, when I find myself stuck or sad or in some sort of trouble, etc., there are certain reaction patterns that I've figured out just don't work. But I keep trying to use them anyway, like Georgie pushing the throttle over and over again, even when it was clear that the car was not going to go anywhere in that grass. So this weekend, I just want to encourage you that whatever you're going through, you can handle it and you can get through it, I promise. But you need to recognize that some things will work and some things will not. Why is this lesson so hard to learn? I've been thinking about that for years, and unfortunately, I still don't have the answer. But the fact is that humans have a tendency to form very predictable responses to stress and pain, even when those things so often fail to produce the results we need. So I felt like you needed somebody to just put it out there. Here's the question. Here's the statement. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you will keep experiencing what you've been experiencing. If you keep doing what you've been doing, friend, you're going to keep getting the same results you've been getting. So I don't want you to think about some problem that's looming and respond to it in the same way that you have. Think about it this way. Maybe you're a person who you know you got a problem tomorrow that you're going to have to deal with, so tonight you drink a few more, few glasses of wine more than you should. And the next day, on top of the problem you have to deal with, you have a headache and you don't feel well and you're not thinking clearly, so you're less effective than you would be at dealing with the problem that you already knew you had to deal with. Or maybe you're mad about something, but it's something you're kind of embarrassed about being mad about, so you pick a fight with your spouse about something else so that you get to vent that rage. But ultimately, now you're just in trouble with your spouse, and the other thing is still out there for you to deal with. Those are two tools, quote-unquote tools, that we use. Surrogates and displacement. They're both terrible, by the way. They never work. Surrogates are suckers. They don't work. Displacement just pushes things down the road and creates new problems for you. Here's another one that never works. Emotional decision making. Emotions are useful as barometers for what we're experiencing, but they are horrible navigation systems. In other words, if you make decisions, friend, based on feelings, that is a prescription for disaster most of the time. When we let feelings drive our behaviors, we are operating out of the least reliable parts of our nervous systems because feelings are based on transient neurochemical events and not on rational thought and not on reality. Or as the Bible puts it, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 16.9 
Here's the deal, my friend. There are many tools that we can use when we're having trouble. And some of them, the effective ones are prayer, seeking wise counsel from a friend or a mentor, diligent communication and honesty with the people involved, and introspection into past experiences with the tools that we've tried before. In other words, looking at the ways that we've handled things before and being introspective about whether or not those things have worked. But there are some things that just don't work. And for me, I'm desperately tired of trying over and over to make them work. How about you? If you're stuck in the same old problem, how about trying something different this time? How about starting with being honest that what you've been doing isn't working? If you want to become healthier, feel better, and be happier, you got to change your mind. you got to start using the right tools. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and you have to start today. Georgie finally accepted that the car needed to be on the road in order for it to go anywhere. How about you, my friend? So that was my letter this week. I shared that with you because now I want to share something else with you that I found in the Bible this week that I never noticed before. Jeremiah 33. Here it is. Jeremiah 33, verse 6. I'm going to read it this way first. Nevertheless, the time will come when I will hear Jerusalem's... I'm sorry. Nevertheless, the time will come when I will heal Jerusalem's wounds and give it prosperity and true peace. I will restore the fortunes of Judah and Israel and rebuild their towns. I will cleanse them of their sins against me and forgive all their sins of rebellion. Then this city will bring me joy, glory, and honor before all the nations of the earth. The people of the world will see all the good I do for my people, and they will tremble with awe at the peace and prosperity I provide for them. The day will come, says the Lord, when I will do for Israel and Judah all the good things I have promised them. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the day and the night so that one does not follow the other, only then will my covenant with my servants David be broken. But this is what the Lord says. I would no more reject my people than I would change my laws that govern night and day and earth and sky. That's Jeremiah 33 and starting in verse 6 with some uh, skipping of a few verses in between. Jeremiah 33, 6 and following. Do you get that, friend? Remember that God said it's impossible for him to lie. So that means he's talking to you when he says that no matter how hosed you think you are, no matter how impossible it seems to go on, no matter how rejected or alone or abandoned or impossibly hard your life feels right now, God says, unless you can make night stop following the day, he is not going to leave you. Never. Now, I'm going to read that again, but I want you to insert your own name in there at certain points. I want to tell you where. I want you to read that scripture. This is a very effective way to read scriptures, to make it personal by applying your name when he uses somebody else's name. Because all God's promises are for all of us. So let's read it again. Put your name in the places I tell you to. Here we go. The day will come, says the Lord, when I will do for you, put your name there, The day will come, says the Lord, when I will do for you, Lee, all the good things I have promised you. This is what the Lord says. If you can break my covenant with the night and the day so that one does not follow the other, only then will my covenant with my servant, put your name there, only then will my covenant with my servant, Lee, be broken. But this is what the Lord says. I would no more reject you, Lee, friend, put your name there. I would no more reject you than I would change my laws that govern night and day and earth 
and sky. Look, friend, if you're off the road and you're stuck in that grass and you're tired of the wheel spinning but not going anywhere, then maybe it's not time to give up and quit and decide that God has rejected you and that it's too hard and you've been singled out for failure and abandonment because he has promised you otherwise. We've been talking a lot lately about the fact that your brain's basal hardwired instincts are to fight or flee, to rage and push away and try to avoid pain. But your frontal lobes are what separates you from the apes. We are not godless savages who are forced to rely on instinct. instinct. No, you, my friend, have an eternal covenant with the God who told you in Philippians 4.13 that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Put your name in that one, too. Read it again. I, Lee, you can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I used to use this with Lisa when she would be frustrated about something, and I would say, hey, God says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength except for Lisa. And she would say, no, he didn't say that. He said, everybody can do all things, not except for Lisa. And read that that way. I, you, can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That is a covenant with God. The one who said, unless you can make night stop following day, he's never going to break his word to you. I don't know how your day-to-day is going to play out. I've got a bunch of meetings to do. But I do know that when you go to bed tonight, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Unless the Lord comes back, the sun is going to follow the night. God made that promise, and he always keeps his word. So the question is, are you going to stay stuck in the grass, or are you going to let your father put you back on the road like Nate did for Georgie? I hope my letter was helpful to you. I need to read it every day to remember for myself, too, because it's not too hard. Whatever you're going through, the sun's going to rise again tomorrow. Whatever you're facing, if you're sitting at your wife's bedside as she passes away from a glioblastoma, if you just got the call that you lost one of your children, if you've lost your job, if the economy is tanking and your 401k is in trouble, if you just got a bad report from your doctor, if you're having trouble with one of your kids, whatever you're going through, if you can't put the bottle down, whatever it is, The sun will rise again tomorrow. God will not abandon you. He will always help you get back on the dirt road instead of stuck in the tall grass. He will help you, and he will never leave you or forsake you. It's going to be okay as long as you hold on to hope, my friend. Start putting your name in those promises when you read the Word. Start understanding that they are there for you. Look, this is self-brain surgery. It's biblical, it's good neuroscience, and it's good self-care, and it'll help. But in order for it to help, friend, you have to start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.